This year we've had a theme, Better Together. And uh, obviously the whole thought of doing life together, we see it everywhere in Scripture. And, um, and I want to sort of touch an area tonight that it'll sort of speak to that a bit. It's a little bit obscure, but it'll make sense as we go. I really need prayer for another reason, and that is if I get this wrong tonight, this message will literally, if you take it the wrong way, will be a license to go out and sin. But I don't think I'm going to get it that wrong, okay? So, so you should have acted like... Too many of you are excited about that. So, oh, do we? No, no, you don't. But uh, I do want to come at this. It's a little bit a different way that I'm going to look at things tonight. And so I hope that you can stick with me on it. You know, I think following Jesus, just being a personal follower of Jesus, it'd be easy if it wasn't for temptation. You think about it. Imagine, just imagine if, you know, when you, when you sort of opened your heart to God and said, right, I, I want to follow you, I want your plan for my life. You, you stepped out the door literally and all of a sudden the things that used to pull you down were just no longer an issue. Just didn't happen. The things that were in your life that you, you, you were less than proud of, they just fell away and it just wasn't an issue. How good would that be? Some of you are acting like that's how my life is anyway because nothing's an issue for me. I know that's not true. But how good would that be? That would make it so easy, so simple to follow Jesus. Just imagine, I just never got another bad thought. I was never tempted to say another bad word. I, was, I just don't get tempted to act out in an inappropriate way, ever, about anything because I follow Jesus and he has just made everything so easy. It sounds like a really good deal. I don't know, have you ever wished it was that way? Who here has ever just wished that like God hit them with the magic stick? You know, like God just fix me. I don't care what you got to do. Just hit me so that it all changes and it's just easy to follow you and I'm not continuously wrestling with temptation. But I actually think temptation isn't as bad as it sounds. Now giving into temptation that will always cause you pain. On, you know, it's always disastrous on some level, giving in to temptation. I'm not talking about giving in to temptation being not such a bad thing. I'm talking about temptation, the concept itself, is not actually such a bad thing. I think we actually need to break the stigma of temptation. Because it's got a certain stigma. It's like, you know, for me, I'm old enough to remember 30 years ago, Mental health issues had a stigma. And so many people could not get help, could not get support because it was like this taboo subject. You just didn't go there because it was awkward and somehow it was attached to thoughts of weakness or, or something like that. And it was this taboo subject. But thank God society has very intentionally broken that down. So that now we can talk openly about this. And because we can talk openly about it, people that have those struggles are able to get help. And it's all good. We're happy for people to get help. Now that's a healthy outlook. But to tell you the truth, I actually think within the church, temptation as a subject has sort of got a stigma. It's almost like, man, if you admit that you've got temptation, there's sort of a weakness there. There might be something a bit wrong with you because temptation's an issue for you. Can we just agree tonight as we start 
And temptation's an issue for everyone. You might be sitting there like, hey, it's not, no, like, like that, but we all know it's an issue. The Bible says it's common to man. We all have this in common in that sense. And, uh, and so I want to talk tonight. I want to change our thinking about temptation. Uh, I want to try and shatter the stigma. I, and I'm, I've called this message, Temptation is My Friend. Temptation is my friend. Everyone say, temptation is good. Now, was that hard to say? Yeah, but for some people, I mean, if you're being honest intellectually, when you think about that, to say temptation is good, it's like, can, am I allowed to say that? Should I, should I be saying that? I don't want to confess something wrong or, or bad. But I actually think we need to just recognize what temptation could do for us. Do you know temptation could do something for you? This is what James says. This is a guy that speaks a lot about temptation. And he says in in James chapter 1 verse 12, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who who love him. And I just want to look at a few of the words and phrases in this. The first thing is endures. And endures, I think, under temptation. This, this is someone who's experienced it or is experiencing it. To endure temptation could actually mean a couple of different things. It could mean that you've passed through something that was really tempting unscathed. You endured. I mean, you could have really messed up, but you didn't. So you endure it. It could mean that, or it could actually mean that it is still a current issue, or you are regularly under the pump. You are regularly under the pressure. I am enduring temptation. It is an ongoing fact. But Scripture says, you're blessed if you can endure. If you can actually endure it, you are blessed. And then it says, when he's been approved... When he's been approved, it's funny, but it's like what Scripture's saying there is the jury is out. When you're under temptation, when you're under the pump, when you're under pressure to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, think the wrong thing, whatever, whatever, to to omit something you should do or to do something you shouldn't, whatever it is, that, that the jury's actually out. It's a little bit like the time is on, we're going to see how you do. It seems like there's a waiting period in temptation. It's almost like there's a waiting period until grace gets to you. Then the next thing it says is that the reward is a crown of life. If you can endure the stuff that really tests your faith, which is what... That's what temptation is. We could say it's a trial. We could say, so it's not necessarily just doing something bad. It's enduring stuff that tests your faith. Whether you'll be obedient to God, whether you'll keep trusting God, whatever it is. Then there is a reward and it says it's a crown of life. So there is a test you have to endure. There's a certain season that that actually finds out what's really on the inside of you. And if you can get to the other side of that, 
There's an incredible reward called a crown of life. And there are many ways we could describe that. What we could say that is we could, I'm sure theologians postulate many things. But this is the thing that I thought of today. And that is possibly the crown of life is literally the wisdom and strength not to destroy yourself through poor choices. Your life will be, your life will be crowned because you've actually stood a test long enough for it to add something to you. And so while often we try just avoid temptation, I'm not saying we should commit sin, I'm not saying that, but we avoid even the discussion when it's actually something that there's a tremendous promise attached to if we handle it the right way. So, I mean, honestly, I could say thank you, Jesus, for your awesome plan to develop me. Even though there are easier roads, there are never better ones to what God wants to do in your life. So temptation is your friend because this is how we're strengthened. I want you to think about it. If God's grace were to remove temptation from your life, you most likely would be permanently weak. You'd be like the sickly kid that catches every bug that goes around. Because you're never tested. You've never developed a resilience. But when we actually learn to endure, to stick with it for a season while we're finding out what's really on the inside of us, if you can hang on, it actually develops a resilience in you that you can't get any other way. And it crowns you with life. In other words, you will build a life that you don't undo yourself. Who's worked out, who's been around long enough to work out that most of the time you are your own worst enemy? I hear Christians sometimes talking about the devil, the devil this and the devil that. Honestly, if I was really honest, the devil doesn't get time to have a dig at me. It's like stand in line if you want to have a go at me because I'm already making a pretty big mess of it. But if we could just build the resilience and the wisdom during times of testing, our lives are crowned with life itself. Think about it this way. If God just removed temptation from our lives, it'd be like a parent watching their toddler try and walk for the first time. What parent, the moment their child stands up, would go and snatch them off their feet? And say, so that, that could be injurious to you. But what do parents do? Parents go, oh honey, that's awesome. Come to daddy. Come on, take a step. Knowing full well that your child is probably going to fall. It's going to take them a bit. But if they endure, if they keep getting back up and giving it another go, they go from those shaky, ah, and over they go. All of a sudden, they begin to walk. It's just good parenting. It wouldn't be good parenting to just go and snatch them off their feet the moment you thought that they might actually fall over. I think we've got to understand God is never scowling at us, even when we've messed up. He's saying, get up and try again. You'll get it. And when you do, you'll be stronger than ever. (laughs) 
Because if you can endure it, and, uh, and you will actually be tested, and once you're approved, once you've passed the test, then your life is going to be better than ever. Literally, crowned with life. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, Paul talks about temptation. And he says, No temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Two thoughts here. One is it's common. As I said before, we all feel the pressure. I don't know whether you've ever looked at someone who's messed up and gotten a bit judgmental and you feel like saying, what were you thinking? And you go to say it and you realise two minutes before they did it, I was thinking that too. It's common to man. It's not like I haven't had the same thought. I might not have acted on it, but it's not like I wasn't tempted in so many ways. So it's common to man. It doesn't mean we go looking for it. It's just a fact. And the second thought here is that there's always a way of escape. God literally, there's always an escape hatch. When you're getting severely tested, there's an escape hatch. But often when we're tempted, we feel like God isn't there. Come on, who's ever felt like, man, God has left the planet and I am left alone to struggle by myself and I feel like I'm the only human being on earth that's got these issues. Who's ever felt that? It's just not true. Not only are you not alone in it because you've got brothers and sisters, but we've got this stigma that we don't want to talk about it so we feel like we're alone. Not only that, but God is in the middle of the trial holding the escape hatch. So God is literally with you in it. I guess I could put it this way. Who, um, and I, I sent through a photo, I hope the guys have got it, but who's ever heard of spotting in a gym? Any of the boys who gym, do gym stuff? Literally the only way that you can increase your capacity is to probably lift weights heavier than what you can easily lift. And the safe way to do that is to get a mate to spot for you so that if the pressure gets too much or you're about to drop that sucker on your own chin, your friend catches it for you. God always has the escape hatch. So there's this sense where temptation is an invitation to grow. Now, now we need to understand, James says God doesn't tempt any man. God doesn't have to. There's enough temptation out there. James actually says, not necessarily even the devil does. Our own desires test us. God just uses the opportunity that it presents and goes, oh, you're in trial? You're in test? Here, I'll spot for you. You can increase your capacity. Come on, press it out. Press it out. Push through. Push through. Stay faithful. Come on. There's life on the other side of this. If you'll just hang on, don't give in to that old stuff. Grow up. Grow up. Punch it out. And if at the end of the day we find ourselves trying to lift too much, God is happy to spot for us. But you know what? Unless we can talk about it, if we all act like it's not an issue in our lives, we can never actually really overcome it by ourselves. But when we can talk about it, remove the stigma, all of a sudden you realise temptation is my friend. Temptation is an invitation to develop resilience. Temptation is an opportunity to grow your capacity. And God is there to spot you. How are you feeling about that? 
And then it says when he's been approved, as I said, as this season. So I'm going to ask you about your season really quickly as we close. And I'm closing. I must be lightning fast tonight. Either that or I missed half my notes. Has it made sense? Okay, well, if it's made sense, who cares? We just get to drink coffee sooner or whatever we're going to do. I'm going to ask you some questions about this whole concept of what's going on and just recognising God's in the middle of it. This is, this is not to destroy you. God can use this to build you. So the first question would be, in your life, what's the jury still out on? <laughs> what's the ju- You know, I said before that when he's been approved, there seems to be this season, there's this endurance, the need to knuckle down and push through, but it will go for a season. And in that season, it's almost as if the jury is still out. So a great question to ask ourselves is, what is the jury still out on? Now, this is, a, this is a great question. I mean, at the end of the day, it's both encouraging. In a, if you look at it in a negative way, uh, in a negative sense, you would say, well, maybe I'm still double-minded about things. I just haven't committed. I haven't made up my mind. And that is a tragedy because James, the same guy who writes a lot about temptation, says that any, anyone who is double-minded, they haven't made, the jury is out for them. They're actually unstable in all their ways. It actually makes you unstable about a lot of things, not just the thing that you're not decided on. So that could be the negative sense, but to me the positive sense is this. For some people, you think that the jury's already voted. You think that God has already gone, well, they fell flat on their face and I've had a gutful of them. And it's not true. The jury is still out. And like a good parent, God is happy to be spotto for you or he's happy to say, get up and walk again. Like a good parent, he's not going to say, well, that's it. I can't believe it. 11 months and two weeks old and you can't even run yet. That's not the way God looks at us. But it's like, hey, come on, buddy. I know that you fell and skinned your knee or you fell on your face, but get up get up come on the jury is still out so don't give up on the race it's not like it's over so what is the jury still out on in your life or for you it ain't over yet you're still in the game get up and finish the race remember temptation's not the end it's your friend It's the weight that's developing resilience in you. It's what's strengthening you. It's what's enlarging your capacity. And God is just saying, come on, look, you might have dropped it. Get up and push out a few more. I'll spot for you. It's not over. So next time someone speaks badly to you and you're tempted to snap back just as equally ugly, well, God's ready to spot you. You don't have to go there. You don't have to be as nasty as the people are around you sometimes or the keyboard warriors on Facebook. I mean, who wins those kind of dumb arguments? Absolutely no one. It just basically reveals what kind of person you really are. 
But whenever we're confronted by that stuff, God's saying, oh, I'll spot for you. Oh, they're so up my nose. I can't believe they said that about me. I'll spot for you. You don't need to respond that way. Come on, you can be a bigger person than that. You can overcome this. You don't have to be insecure for the rest of your life. You can actually be confident in who I've made you to be and you can let that one slide through to the keeper. You'll get bigger. You'll get better. Everyone wins. That's the way God sees it. God's ready to spot for you. When someone really significantly does you wrong, and that happens to all of us. I mean... It's just human. If you don't want to be hurt or wronged by someone, seal yourself in a glass jar. That's probably not a good idea, by the way. That's, that's, a, that's a, a, an analogy. But it will happen. But when it happens, and you're tempted to be offended, don't. All that offense is, is cheese in a rat trap. That's all it is. It's tempting, but you don't have to go there. God's ready to spot you. Come on, this is an opportunity for you to grow up. This is an opportunity for you to expand your capacity. I can act a little bit more like Jesus and forgive those who've hurt me. If he could say it on the cross... Surely I can say it to someone who put a nasty comment on my Facebook. Come on, increase your capacity. Don't let temptation make you smaller. Let it enlarge you. Temptation is your friend. It's actually therapeutic, this whole thought of letting things go through the keeper. When you've got every right to be offended but surrender that and take a higher road, Man, you're starting to harden up in all the right kind of ways. You're actually starting to increase your capacity for love, for acceptance, for forgiveness, for everything Jesus represents. You're actually increasing your capacity. I don't need to snap at that. I don't need to retaliate to that. I pray for that person. It's sad they feel that way, but I don't need to go there. Can you see how God wants to increase us? And in temptation... It can be our best friend. It doesn't have to be something that we dread. If you're fighting not to click that link, knowing it will end in disaster, guilt and shame is waiting on the other side. God is ready to spot you. Come on, buddy, don't drop the ball. Not just buddy either. Don't drop the ball. Come on, push through just a little bit of a season. Saying no to the wrong stuff, yes to the right stuff. And you come out the other side crowned with life. And for anyone who's overcome that kind of temptation, even in a momentary sense, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you just don't go there, where it would be so easy, again, to snap back or to do this or to click that or whatever it is, the moment you walk away, it's like, man, I feel 10 feet tall. I feel like my life has been crowned with life. Just one more thought, one more example for you to help apply it. Is this helping you apply it? 
when a juicy story is circulating and you're tempted to join the gossip train and get a buzz out of someone else's misery, usually. You know, God's there to spot you. You don't have to go there. (laughs) It's tempting. Of course it's tempting. It's human. But God's there to spot you and can turn that from being a disaster that is filled with regret later down the track to actually being an opportunity where you think, you know what? Once upon a time, I would have done that. But I started saying no, and the more I say no to that stuff, the easier it is to say no to it. And the more I say no to it, the bigger I feel on the inside. I'm increasing my capacity, and my life has been crowned with good things. Again, that crown is like strength and resilience, character to not make choices that destroy your life. That's what that crown of life is, I believe. So, wrapping it up. When you say no to temptation, you build resilience and grow. And this is what God has got for you. God wants you to develop and grow with him. There is a reward when you win against temptation. I just wonder if you looked at temptation the right way. Whether, whether you could get to the point... Again, you're not looking for it. You don't have to look for it because it's just out there. But I wonder if we could get to the point where we're a bit like, bring it on. Just bring it on. You want to try and take me out with this devil? I tell you what, God's going to spot me. I'm just going to pump out a few reps. And next time you come to pick on me, I'm just going to be that bit tougher. I think we could get to the point where where temptation was our best friend. Again, we're not looking for it. And certainly, (laughs) surrendering to it is always a disaster. But man, if we could just see it the right way, instead of trying to sweep it under the carpet, instead of trying to ignore or pretend it doesn't happen to us, if we could actually say, you know what, say to a friend, say to someone in your life group, you know what, I was really tempted this week. With this stuff, this stuff has been following me round. It's like the devil's almost been in my ear. But you know it's just you most of the time. This stuff is like following me round. Pray for me. Encourage me. Ask me tomorrow how I did tonight. But I'm determined that this is not going to destroy me. This is going to be an opportunity for God to place a crown of life on me. In Jesus' name. Do you reckon we could do that? Why don't we stand together tonight? Why don't we stand together? Wow, I love that. That's a different, that's liberating. That's a different way of looking at things. And yet I think that's how James is looking at it, isn't he? Come on, if you can endure, if you can be approved, if you can get through the trial, there's a crown of life waiting for you. Thank you, Father. I thank you for every heart, every life here tonight. Uh, And Lord, we are all in the same boat. We might wear different clothes and and talk different ways or act different ways, but at the end of the day, we are all human at heart. And we all face this stuff. We all know what this stuff looks like in our lives. And, And I pray tonight that we would be encouraged by what we've heard. There's a promise attached to enduring 
temptation to going through it and getting out the other side. There's a great promise attached to it. And Father, I thank you too that you're in the middle of it, providing an escape. You're always holding the escape hatch open in our lives. You're happy to see it increase us, but you don't want to see it crush us. So, Father, I pray for all of us tonight that we could make these things that we sometimes hide, we could, we could make them wins in our lives. We would reach out to you and let you spot us when we find ourselves out of our depth, under too much pressure, when we think we can't cope. Father, I thank you that you are there. I pray there'd be faith in hearts. I pray guilt and shame would just be banished in Jesus' name. People who are really struggling with that stuff and and just feel like they can't get up and go again. They failed too many times. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that stuff would just break off people's thinking and break off their minds, break off their hearts tonight. Let freedom come. Let freedom come. Let people who've been struggling in that way hear the voice of the Father saying, get up and go again. Get up and go again. You're going to get it right. And when you get it right, you're going to be stronger than ever. So I pray, Father, that people would just come out of the pit of guilt and shame and just realize you're on their side. Uh, You're spotting for them. You want to see them win. You want to crown them with life in so many ways. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for it. And Father, we're thankful tonight that you're with it or with us in it, that we aren't ever left alone. You're you're an ever-present help in time of trouble. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, just just in this reverent moment, uh, I just want to give you an opportunity. If you're here tonight, you've never really intentionally connected your heart to the life of God. Uh, I want to give you that opportunity. I'll simply say this. Things like that are in the Bible to help us, and the Bible's full of that stuff. It's because God loves us. It's because God wants you to win. It's because God wants you to be able to walk through life with your head held high, full of purpose and full of joy and full of life, full of vision. That's, that's what God has for us. And maybe you've never intentionally taken that step toward God where you want to connect your heart, your life to Him. And in the closing moments of this service... I want to give you the opportunity to do that. Uh, In a few moments' time, we're going to put a prayer up. Actually, we'll put a prayer up. It's up there now. We pray this at the end of every service uh, just to give people here, and there's people here every week, just to give them the opportunity to connect their life with God if they've never done it before or if they've followed God and uh, and let it go. Maybe temptation has sidelined them or wiped them out. Um, But you're here tonight, and it's like, man... I want to reconnect with God or I want to connect with God for the first time. Uh, These aren't magic words. These are simple words that help you express faith. So if something's happening in your heart, I want to invite you to pray along with us tonight. Just before we do, if we could close our eyes again. I've got you to open your eyes to read the prayer. So now if we could close our eyes again. Friend, if you're here and you're just like, Pastor Chris, that's what I want to do tonight. Would you just shoot your hand in the air straight away? I'll acknowledge it. You can put it down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I want to know who I'm praying with. I love to know who I'm praying with whenever 
whenever we pray this way. Yep, awesome, mate. Fantastic. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Someone else here tonight, come on, you just know I need to connect my life with God. Good on you. That is awesome. I see you down the front here. That's wonderful. Others in this place, yep, awesome. Awesome, mate. I see that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm just going to look around one more time. Come on, if that's you, why don't you join some other folk tonight? Just know you want to connect your life to the life of God. He's got forgiveness for anything in the past. He's got power for anything in your future for you to cope with it. So uh, just as I look across one more time, if that's you, just raise your hand straight up till I acknowledge it. Yep, awesome. I see you. Awesome. I see you there too. Wonderful. Over this side, as I look back across, anyone else here tonight? Wonderful. That is absolutely fantastic. And can I just in, can congratulate you for that bravery to respond to God? And, uh, and I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to follow through on that decision. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Even though you might not fully understand what it means right now, it'll become very clear if you just put your faith and trust in God. Uh, cool. So we're going to pray this prayer together. And if you responded, even if you didn't get to the point of putting your hand up, make this prayer your own and, and invite Jesus into your life. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen.